inside. Kempe dishes in front. Another sliding cat saved by Flurry. This time to his right. Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here is a left wing opportunity. Lizana sliding cat save. Robin Leonard. What a stop. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Four more people coming into the building tonight, and that means uh, more cast, uh, more entertainment, uh, amping up the game night atmosphere. So if you're headed down to T-Mobile Arena for the start of this two-game set against the St. Louis Blues, expecting uh, more than 7,000 fans in attendance, biggest crowd of the year, and continuing the push towards the Stanley Cup playoffs. So welcome into our number two VGK Insider Show. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace. St. Louis Blues, the opposition, the next two nights, and then it's the Colorado Avalanche on Monday to wrap up the home schedule for the VGK, entering the weekend with a four-point lead for first place in the West Division. Four games remaining for the VGK. Colorado has five, and they play each other once. Uh, It's going to be a very frantic and eventful final week of the National Hockey League season, and uh, we dive into it uh, full bore tonight. the, The atmosphere in this building has been different all the way along. But now you see, as we just watch some rehearsals going on and throughout the bank rink, that we're just we're going to see a different level. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be different. And, and I think that's kind of – that's been the interesting part of, of this season for me in, in covering this team is starting from an empty building. And as, as capacity is increased, how the – how, how everything's kind of changed and morphed and gotten closer and closer and closer. And, uh, again, there's an energy in here, and, and it's different than it was the last home game. And, and that's really awesome. It's really cool to see. It's like real-life time lapse. Kind of, yeah. Zero, yeah. 20, 30, <laughs> 7,000 people tonight. And, and then, like, certain things kind of, kind of, like, trigger what you remember from before all of this, right? Like, mm-hmm. like – as, as I'm kind of anticipating this game and how much closer it's going to feel like it, it, like it did before everything shut down, like that's really cool. It's cool to kind of get back to that level. It's nice. If you're going to uh, be listening to the game, watching the game, or be here in person, uh, your excitement level must be uh, peaked right now as the Golden Knights aim for a third division title in the regular season in the first four years and uh, that would top uh, what anybody else has done in the modern era. It's uh, really extraordinary what the Vegas Golden Knights are closing in on and uh, looking to accomplish over the next uh, few days and another thing that you'll get tonight if you're coming to the building is one of those uh, Marc-Andre Fleury statues or collectibles or figurines of the Superman save against Nick Patan and on the box let me go, let me go down a path here. <laughs> On the box, it says it's got this great little. Thing. I'm going to steal somebody's right now. Wow! I'm, I'm just going to lean down. There it is. And find it. So it's got the the picture of Flurry making the Superman save. Uh huh. And on the back, it's, it has the. The description of it. Okay. And it says, uh, on Tuesday, November 19th, 2019, Marc-Andre Fleury made an improbable diving save against Nick Patan of the Toronto Maple Leafs. The save preserved the lead at 3-2 with 3.46 left in the game. The Golden Knights would go on to add an empty net goal and beat the Leafs 4-2. Now, two things out of that. Mm -hmm. One, they they have enough space in the box to, to add. And it was the final game coached by Mike Babcock. 
uh, as a coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs because mm-hmm. that put the the nail yes, in his no, no. time yep, it with did. the Toronto Maple Leafs. It did. But do do you think it would be good, appropriate, or insensitive that I send one of these to Nick Patan? Well. I think you should send one to Nick Patan, and I think you should send one to Mike Babcock. No, I'm not sending one to Mike Babcock. No. no. You could, you could add it. You could add in the, the bit about Mike Babcock and send that yeah. to him. I, uh, you, you brought it up. So I, I enjoy my it. relationship with Mike, but I'm not. Go- and, and, I, and I felt comfortable saying what I just did, knowing that he's not listening to uh, Las Vegas radio right now. But, but as far as sending one to, uh, to Mike, I'm, I'm not going to do that. But, but Nick Patan. Has his name on this collectible? Yeah, I think. Would you get a kick out of that? I think you should send it to him. What do you think? Care of Darren Millard? I might do it, and then let me know how it goes. Okay. Because I, I'm not joking about this. <laughs> I think it might be cool to put on your mantle at I, some point and I go. I don't. I don't. I think, would stop by that. Listen, Nick Patan doesn't want any part of that. I don't. I don't think he does. Like, I, I think it's fun to kind of get into the discussion. I think if you send that to Nick Patan, he throws it away. Like, he, he looks at it, he's like, and throws it away. Mm. eBay. Is that still a thing? I don't know. I never used it. I did. did I you? bought stuff off eBay. Really? Oh, yeah. I bet Chapman used it often. Oh, Chapman. If, if eBay's still going, Chapman's It, 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 it all is in. still going. How much have you bought or sold on eBay? I, I, well, I, I collect soccer jerseys, so it's a great resource for buying and selling soccer jerseys so I, I i still use it so how much stuff have you like oh boy flipped probably brought in uh 100 things no not that many I, i've probably bought in like 15 20 jerseys and probably sold about the same when i say 100 and he says eh, not that many like that means it's a lot yeah <laughs> when he doesn't just flat out I, and go are you crazy i don't i don't think you're being completely transparent with us Chad. <laughs> uh, well when was the last time? When was the last time? You would be a beautiful person being the, interrogated by the well, FBI. I, I can tell you the, like, la- they, the they last even, time. They wouldn't even turn on the spotlight on you, and well, you would cave. Well, I did it. I, I just moved in March, so I sold a couple uh, jerseys and stuff on eBay back in, like, February, March, right before I moved. Cleaned so out the closet. Ago. Yeah. Did you, hey, did you sell any to Greg? <laughs> Greg? <laughs> Greg? No, I, I, don't, I don't think Wyshynski is a soccer guy. Maybe he is. I don't know. You, you know, we're know. from the same part of the country, too. Uh, Pete DeBoer spoke to the media today ahead of this contest against the St. Louis Blues. An opportunity to keep things going at T-Mobile Arena and at the Fortress. Win a sixth straight game on home ice, 20th of the year. But it also is a game that is against an opponent that could end up being the first round opponent. So is there some message sending is there some evaluating and anticipation of that possibility? Does he expect the games like the Minnesota Wild on Monday and Wednesday? Here's the head coach. Well, I, I think it's going to be the exact same situation. Uh, I'm sure uh, Craig Berube is going to be, you know, his me- they can't. It doesn't look like they can move up or down in the in the standings. So their message is going to be about sending a message for for the first round of the playoffs if this is our opponent that's what i would be doing and i'm sure you know he's a smart guy i'm sure he's doing the same thing so um you know i i expect that uh that that's going to be their motivation that 
they feel that this is a potential matchup and they want to make sure they're, they're, they're sending the right messages uh, for that this weekend. Vegas trying to work on a division title in the West Division, as opposed to the first uh, couple of years that they played in the Pacific and have two banners up in the wall here at uh, T-Mobile Arena. Uh, they're playing a team in St. Louis that they haven't really seen before. I know they've played the Blues six times, but this, according to Pete DeBoer, is a different St. Louis club, and it's on its game right now. Well, I don't know if people realize, but I realize, uh, you know, I think this is a team that's, dealt with some adversity this year, both with COVID and injuries, the key guys, um, you know, and I think they're, they're, they're truly healthy, all hands on deck and playing the way that they're capable of playing, which is a, a dangerous team. I mean, they won the Stanley Cup 24 months ago. So, um, you know, I think they, they have that depth now where they look like they did a couple of years ago and it's resulting in wins against good teams here down the stretch. So, this is going to be a pick your poison uh, first round. There's no easy uh, outs. And, uh, you know, I think for us, this is an opportunity to, to really kind of, you know, see where they are now with, with everybody in the lineup. St. Louis has been going. Vegas trying to close things out on home ice. If they can win all three, it will go a long way and might just be able to do it. Uh, depending on what Colorado does, be able to close out uh, first place. But then you get into, okay, if you're going to play the next two games knowing that the collision could be against the same St. Louis team in a week, how does that change things? Here's Chandler Stevenson on the possibility of facing the Blues again next week. I don't think so. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we've been playing some pretty good hockey. Uh, so have they, and um, I think it's kind of more so just focusing on us and, um, you know, trying to do everything that we can uh, to prepare and uh, have ourselves ready uh, come playoff time. I think that there's an underlying tone here about the possibility that they face each other in a week in the first round. And there's an influence on this game because of that. I, I do too. I, I mean, I, I look at this game for the Golden Knights and really these, these two games as an opportunity to set the table for what they want to do in the playoffs. And, and you know, it, it's not to say that the regular season necessarily has bearing, right, on, on what happens in the playoffs, but I do think this is a golden opportunity for Vegas to, to really send a message. And, and I like the fact that, that you've got these two games. There's people in, in the castle, in the turret. First time I've ever seen somebody in the turret. Oh, wow in the fortress why don't they, I've, I've joked you, with you guys before mm -hmm, yep. that i'm gonna go up there and i'm well, gonna hang out yep. and and i've never done it but mm -hmm. there's people up there in the turret at t-mobile getting ready for the uh for the game tonight darren there's like a 20 foot ladder yep. it's right in front of you go climb it like oh. th you're never going to have a better opportunity to do it than right now no but i know where they store that ladder but i don't want to get in in there while other people are up there just you know social distancing and, and things like that. i know we've we're, we're, we're putting more and more people in, and, and we're making such progress. But I don't think the turret's big enough for, well, it, for three feet of social distancing. You, you can sit in the Golden Knights throne. That I've done before. I, I know. And I've that seen it. I enjoyed. It's a very comfortable chair. So the St. Louis Blues side of this, uh -huh. how, do you, how do they approach this? Is it just as simple as 
playing hard or because they even though they don't have the official X it's it it may be happening in the next 10 minutes like they're that close mm-hmm. uh, the wind changes direction three times in an hour may be what puts puts them in the playoffs they're they're, they're knocking on the door right then uh, they want to play hard but they're they're in a really luxurious position in the sense of that they can play who they want to play mm-hmm. you want to you want to go in on a roll but you can also manage your bench and manage your roster a little bit. I'll be I'll be interested to see how Craig Berube and Doug Armstrong, the general manager, handle this roster over the next two games. Knowing now tonight, tomorrow, I think they go hard. But beyond that, I think it's a, a lot of bench management, game management. Yeah, I mean, I look at these two games and and kind of what they mean for St. Louis and what they might mean for St. Louis beyond the regular season and in just trying to feel good and comfortable about where your game is at against a potential first-round opponent. I I do think that St. Louis leaves it all on the ice today and tomorrow, and then from that point forward, they know exactly where they're going to end up, right? Like, we we know they're they're essentially the team. They are essentially that final participant in the playoffs. They're not going to move up to third. So they're right where they're locked in. And, and I think that you have a, you have an opportunity to send a message to a team you might play. You play hard in these two games, and then from there, uh, you do whatever you need to do to be fresh for the playoffs. Yeah, sell out. Make sure you're going. Yep. Play hard because of the potential against the Vegas Golden Knights in a week. But beyond that, beyond tomorrow night, yeah. they just kind of shut it down, which is, which is saying something because they'll finish with a, a two-game series against the Minnesota Wild which they could also face if both teams advance. The ch- chances of them playing in the first round are minimal. Yeah. But that uh, that's another reason why Vegas has to take care of business here because you think that St. Louis would pull back on the reins uh, touch, and if Minnesota needs those games at all, yeah. uh, that th- they'll, be, they'll be really laying it out there. Um, anybody you need to see over the next four games to finish up, to try and get some confidence going for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Any anybody that you'd like to be able to just put their foot in the gas a little bit more? Well, I, I think it kind of goes with with one of the guys that that was uh, a hero on Wednesday, and that's Riley Smith. Now, for Riley, it's it's about just the scoring touch consistently, right? Like offensively from a number standpoint it hasn't really been the season that Riley Smith wanted but he's going to be a big key for me for the Golden Knights going into the playoffs you get the confidence from scoring on Wednesday I just want to see you continue to roll with that over the course of the next four games Uh, Alex Tuck makes a huge play in that game Alex Petrangelo we've already talked about Um, but for me with with the Golden Knights like I, I I'm more curious about what the bottom six is going to look like once the playoffs start because you've got so many guys that are out of the lineup. You've had to kind of piece things together and, and play Matias Yanmark up the lineup and, and not really in the spot you designed for him. Um, I'm just curious to see what they're going to look like once the playoffs actually start. I'll go Yanmark. Yeah. I think he's fit in really well with Stevenson and Stone, uh, maybe more so than anybody else this year when when one person with Stevenson, Pacioretty, or Stone have been out at different times. It's been plugged, but there's been something missing on that line. Mm -hmm. I think it's been, you can't replace Pacioretty, but I like what I've witnessed from the Stone, 
Stevenson and Yanmar unit. Mm -hmm. They've been able to generate uh, some goals in, in that crucial game against the Minnesota Wild, the two crucial games against the Minnesota Wild. Now that said, Yanmark hasn't done it himself. He's got an empty netter. Sure. But I would like to see Yanmark get some confidence going before the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So when he is in that spot, that traditional spot, that home spot that, that he uh, is going to be in on that on that third line, in and around there, that he, that he feels a little bit better about himself going into the Stanley Cup playoffs. And uh, and the other one is Keaton Kolasar. Yeah. We know that he broke the bubble, mm -hmm. but he never went on that big tear that we thought he would. Now, what's a tear? Is it three or four goals in a month sure. uh, for, for Keegan? Like, I really do think that the potential is there for Keegan Kolasar to be a, a 10 to 15 goal guy in the National Hockey League. 15 is, is where I can. There, there, it's, it's there. It's yeah. in him. Yep. Can he score a couple of goals in this next four-game stretch? where three of them are, are crucial and against potential playoff foes to get himself feeling great uh, offensively. We, we know that he can lean on people. He's done that. And he was a force uh, in the two games against Minnesota. But production-wise, I would love to see Yanmark and Kolasar get a little bit of jump in their game. And I'll, I'll take a look at the back end, too, in terms of, of Nick Haig not – in, in anything other than just getting that confidence back with his offensive game. It's been a while since Nick Haig has scored. I think you, you get those contributions from Haig and White Cloud in the playoffs, and all of a sudden you, you find yourself winning more games because you don't expect it, but it's nice when it comes. I like the added physicality to his game, but I just think from, a, from an offensive production standpoint, you can get a little bit more out of Nick Haig. Well, you might see him play a, a higher role in one of these games, mm -hmm. or maybe two, yeah. if the Golden Knights are in a position to be able to take some people out of the lineup and they they put in a Holden or a Coughlin, or maybe even both, and that just elevates uh, the presence of, of Nick Hag into maybe a power play position, uh, playing some special teams uh, on, on the offensive side. Yeah. See, he might get that opportunity. Uh, to be able to, to flex his muscle a, a little bit on, on that side of the puck. And, and I think that's a good thing if he gets it because, again, you you know that there's the offensive instincts there in his game, and there will be times in the playoffs where you're going to need production from from up and down the lineup, and, and if Nick Higg's going to be a regular for this team in the playoffs, that production's going to need to be there. be great. Uh, it'd be great luxury if they could get Coughlin or Holden in. At yeah, least one game yeah. uh, inside these next four to be able to just you know, give them a, a little bit of a, a taste before you're you're not uh, sitting on the sidelines for an extra three weeks, four weeks, uh, whatever the case has been uh, since those two players were, were in the lineup. Uh, we have a, a great game coming here. Let's take a break right now. We'll come back on the other side, discuss some one-timers, and also mix in a little bit more on the expectations of tonight's game against the St. Louis Blues and the impact of the next three in this uh, season-ending three-game homestand. You're listening to the VGK Insider Show live from T-Mobile Arena, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Brought to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. We have some clinching scenarios for you going into tonight's action in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're looking forward to the Stanley Cup playoffs, and uh, this is the uh, the setup tonight. St. Louis Blues 
can basically clinch just by skating onto the ice uh, this evening uh, against the the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they they can clinch a berth if they defeat the Golden Knights in any fashion and the Avalanche beat the LA Kings in any fashion, or if they get a point out of the Vegas Golden Knights game and the Avalanche defeat the uh, the uh, Kings in regulation. That's the scenario there. It's it's that close for the St. Louis Blues. Like not even any type of uh, natural locust disaster can uh, can stop them from getting into the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, they would have to lose out all in regulation. Yeah. And the locusts would have to come too. Well, I mean, sure, the locusts have nothing to do with it. They just have to lose out in regulation. Mm-hmm. Locusts would be a nice touch, though. Why are you trying to bring locusts into this? I don't know. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes will clinch the Central Division title if the Dallas Stars beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in regulation. That's kind of cool that Carolina can win the division, clinch the division without even playing. It's beautiful. Never liked that scenario. And the Nashville Predators will clinch a playoff berth if the Lightning defeat the Stars in regulation. So somebody's somebody's doing <laughs> something right and having a party tonight if the, uh, if the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, in the Tampa Bay Lightning game and the Dallas Stars game. That's kind of wild. I'm not rooting for an outcome, but I, I'm rooting for whatever keeps Dallas's hopes alive. Uh, I'm rooting for the uh, the scenario that keeps the Carolina Hurricanes uh, on the sidelines with as few points as possible. Because if Vegas wins tonight, they're within two points of the NHL lead in the race for the trophy and last change, home ice, etc., through to the Stanley Cup final, should you get there. Uh, Vegas is four points back, but has two games in hand on the Carolina Hurricanes. It's kind of been uh, under the radar because we're so focused on the West Division. But if if the Golden Knights can do something great here in the final four games, there's there's a good chance that a West Division banner would be up there, yep. along with a President's Trophy Division banner. And I'm actually pointing right now to that wall. It's a lot of banners. A lot of banners. <laughs> it's a lot of banners. So you can you can add. Two more before the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They wouldn't yeah. be. I don't think they'd be put up until next season, though. Probably Just, not. Uh, like Nashville going through that. Uh, Zach McEwen <laughs> suspended the Vancouver Canuck forward, uh, penalized one game for a knee to the head of Darnell Nurse last night in the Oilers Canucks game. It was dirty. It was sneaky dirty, mm-hmm. worthy of a suspension. Nobody caught it at the time. I was watching the game, and everybody was trying to figure out why Darnell Nurse was so upset and going after Zach McEwen. Then you saw the video, and he went, oh, okay, that I, I'd, I'd be upset as well. So Zach McEwen has gone uh, for one game. It was an interesting game between the Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks because everybody was tuning in mainly to see Connor McDavid. Yes. And he's now four points shy of 100 for the season. He is. Wow. Yes. Uh, but, but what was really surprising was the Vancouver Canucks scored on each of their first four shots of the game. I've never seen that before. It, it's, I mean, listen, it's, I don't think I've seen it. Like, I mean, I've seen, like, the first one or two shots, but I, I don't we think I've ever seen it. We saw that here where, yeah, where we the did. team scored the first two shots yeah. of their game. And. And I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was St. Louis. St. Louis or L.A.? Might have been St. Louis. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll fact check that. I, I, know, <laughs> I know that there's only a handful of other teams that could have been. It's one of the seven. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
it's one of the seven. Uh, but, you know, that, that all being said, like, I, I mean, Edmonton still put up a fight. Connor McDavid still got his three points because that's just where he's at right now. Uh, it's, it's fascinating to me because I'm tuning in every single night for Connor McDavid, and I'm tuning in to see how far beyond 100 he gets because I don't think it's even a question at this point. Right. He's on pace for 103. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends closer to 107. I wouldn't even be shocked if he gets himself up to 110 the way that he's been playing, the points that he's been producing over the last 12 games or so. In that game in which the Vancouver Canucks scored on each of their first four shots, yes. Dave Tippett, the coach of the Edmonton Oilers, said... After the third one, he was going to let uh, Koskinen play his way through it. Mm -hmm. After the fourth one, he said to himself, I've never seen that before. I'm getting him out. (laughs) Now, I was watching the game and thought to myself, why not leave Koskinen in? And bear with me on this. Oh, no. We know where the Oilers Oilers look like. They're going to finish second. Sure. Why not leave Koskinen in Mm -hmm. and have one of those crazy nights and then Vancouver loosens up and it just opens the door for Connor McDavid to rack up the points and and then you you also don't risk Mike Smith uh, mm-hmm. from from injury you give him a complete night off the yep. the 38 year old goaltender uh, for the uh, for the Edmonton Oilers and I, I really thought no leave Koskinen in make it make it a 9-6 game Turn it into that, and Connor McDavid can hit 100 tonight. But, I mean, you're like, you're banking on Koskinen finding his game. No, I'm, I'm counting on Koskinen not finding no, his game. Uh, but he's going to have to make a save. At some point. I, I think the odds are okay. But there's a I, good chance that it turns into, like, he allows, put, allows nine I think Vancouver, Vancouver had over 20 shots in that game. Like, it, we're playing with, with some tricky math here. It's all it's all intended <laughs> to make the game as loose as possible. Yeah. And then Connor does does his thing. He he may lose eleven to nine. Yeah. But he picks up eight and one. The the Oilers play tomorrow, right? Yes. Okay. Connor's four points away. Does he do it yes. tomorrow? Yes, because Gretz Gretz did it when he did 50 and 39. Yeah. Like, You've you got to do it in, in one of those games where you put up a bunch on the board. Yes, he does it tomorrow night. I'm calling for it. Four-point night, Connor McDavid. Maybe five. Oh, look at you, over 100. Maybe five. 101. Breaks, breaks right through, smashes, uh, smashes through it. I, uh, I don't say no. Tampa Bay Lightning confirming today by way of Steven Stamkos, confirming. Uh, that he's going to be ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it uh, sounds like uh, Nikita Kucherov is going to be ready for the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, they they both sounding good, looking good, yep. and uh, and talking like they're, they're ready to rock and roll. I am glad that they are returning to full health for the playoffs. I am. I, and in terms of Steven Stamkos, like, I think this playoff run means so much to him, right? Like, being in the lineup every single night, not having to battle through injuries, being a, a, a really key part of this team and what they do as they try to repeat as champions. I think this playoff really means a lot to Steven Stamkos. And then it'll be interesting to see how uh, how quickly Nikita Kucherov can get back to form. 
Does the fact that they're now going to be back for the Stanley Cup playoffs, and it's not official that they'll play game one, yep. but they'll be back. Yep. Does that change your opinion on the balance of power in the Central Division? I mean, you've asked me multiple times throughout the season, like, what team do I think is going to come out of that division, whether it be Florida, Carolina, or Tampa? And I've always said Tampa is getting Kucherov back. They're still the best team in that division. Mm. And, and it hasn't really changed my mind because you add those two players and what they can bring to the table night in and night out, like you don't get you don't get a, a playoff addition for the Carolina Hurricanes or the Florida Panthers, so I think that automatically puts them ahead of those guys. Whether or not it pans out is is something entirely different. But you get to add Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos back to your lineup. The other teams don't get that. You know, Tampa played in Detroit the other day. Yeah, I'm not sure Andre Vasilevsky even went on the road trip. Really? Yeah, they played McElhaney and Gibson. <laughs> I, I, I think he would have to because you have to have three goalies around. Yeah. But he didn't He didn't dress. They, they played the the other two, uh, ended up getting a split out of that uh, that one. But they've they've done some, uh, one of that, a uh, little bit of load management as well. Does mm-hmm. It does appear now like we're going to see the first ever series between the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yep. I want it to be great. Yep. Will it be great? You know what? I don't want to dash your dreams. Yes. No, you can. You can no, dash no, no, my it dreams. Will. It will. I listen. I, I I've tried to answer the question: Are the Florida Panthers for real all season long? Uh, I think you you bring in Sam Bennett at the trade deadline, and he is a thorn to play against, specifically in the playoffs. He's fit right in there. I think it's going to be a hotly contested series. I really do. I, I like. I, I still think Tampa's going to win, but I think Florida's going to try to push and claw and make it as difficult as possible. It doesn't ooze rivalry, even though they're geographic rivals. Not yet. But they've never met in the yeah. Stanley Cup playoffs in uh, more than two decades in the league. So, like, I really hope it's a good, hard-fought, nasty series. So the, the one that I'll kind of compare it to was 2014 L.A. versus Anaheim. It was the first time that those two teams met in the playoffs. It was a seven-game series. It was absolutely bananas, and it did everything that you could ask, it, ask for it to do. L.A. won the series and went on to win the Stanley Cup. But I think that we, we have the opportunity right in front of us for that rivalry to really get on the map if they can play a solid seven-game series, and I think it has to go seven. Alexander Ovechkin will not play tonight. I'm not sure we're going to see him the rest of the season. He missed four games, came back, played 30 seconds, and then left. Any worry there for the Washington Capitals? I mean, I think there's there's certainly worry with Alex Ovechkin and whether or not he can he's going to be good to go 100% for the playoffs I, I mean listen if if there's any question any doubt sit him you 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 need to make sure that Ovechkin can get you uh through when it really matters and that's the playoffs I, I don't I don't get him into a regular season game if I don't have to does Tom Wilson get through the rest of the regular season without any controversy it's Tom Wilson no you think I, there's more to come here I mean I listen I I think that that Tom Wilson is just that that player 
that plays on that line and he plays on that edge and he's bigger and stronger than everybody else and he hasn't learned what Zidane Ochara learned all those years ago where there are times when you go full bore and there are times where you pull back and I think until Tom Wilson learns that there are there are instances within a game where you have to pull back I think you're always going to be a lightning rod there's always going to be the next play the Pittsburgh Penguins two goaltenders this year Casey DeSmith and Tristan Jari are both out for the rest of the regular season they only have they only have one more game oh there you go tried to make that up to be a little bit more dramatic than it, than it really is so they're gonna they're gonna shut them down uh, for for the last game of the regular season wild eh? Pittsburgh only has one more game left yes Vegas has four Colorado yep. five Vancouver has 23 ish they played yeah. two in the uh, the time between the last break and just now yeah that's good good on them yeah they're they're, they're, they're very busy they're, fast they're, games they're they're like it's it's running time too they're playing McDavid. It, it was over before you thought about it. Who's the best team in that division now as they jockey for a position? Which division? In the, uh, in the East, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess it would probably be Pittsburgh. I think there's certainly questions about Washington. Um, the Islanders haven't looked great for the last little while. Um, and then... You know, the Boston Bruins are just kind of old faithful. They're very consistent, much to my chagrin. You know what? No. I'm going to say it's the Boston Bruins. Yeah. They're I'm going to say it's the Boston Bruins. I think they come out of there. Let me throw a, a determining factor in. Okay. Goaltending. Pittsburgh? Question marks. Yep. Washington? They, they don't have any games in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yep. And they, their numbers, their sort of uh, advanced stats, aren't very good. Yep. A lot of wins. Yep. Uh, then you go to the New York Islanders, and there's some depth there with Varlamov. And the Boston Bruins, Tuka Rask. Yeah. So when you look at it that way, and if everybody's even, boy, you'd think the Boston Bruins, New York Islanders, the way they play defensively, and, and with, with the veteran goaltenders that have been through this a little bit, I think those might be my teams compared to the two clubs that are battling for first place in Washington and Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong there. And as much as this really does pain me, and you know how much this pains me because of my stubborn pride all year long, I'm not going to be shocked one bit if the Boston Bruins come out of that division. Why? Why don't you like Boston? Like, what did you have? It's not. It's not against about Boston. Disliking or what did, what them. didn't you like about them? I I thought when you when you move on from Zdeno Chara and and you you lose a player, another player on your back end in Tori Krug. I, I just didn't think they had enough on the blue line to to be competitive in this division. I I, I just thought that that was one of those teams where you start to see the window closing. Mm -hmm. And, and I thought that the window was almost down. And it was it was the wrong assessment because Patrice Bergeron exists, Brad Marchand exists, Pasternak exists, and Tuka Rask. Like, Taylor Hall's actually produced He's been there. very good there. Yeah. Very good. Let me uh, just uh, segue, just 
park that one a little bit, the one-timers. When you come to a game, and I just watched somebody do this, so I'm, I'm going to ask uh, everybody out there, and you can answer it to yourself, but I'm just curious. I'm going to throw this uh, at you. You come to a game, and you've got your jersey. Mm-hmm. Do you wear it to the game, or do you put it on when you get to your seats? I was a little surprised that somebody just like brought their jersey with them and then put it on when they got to the seats. I've never put a jersey on at the game. Yeah. Okay. I haven't either, but I have seen people do it. Like, you have not. Yeah. When 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 you you one upper. When I when I would like park my car and walk from the uh, parking garage across the street to T-Mobile, I I would always see people putting their jerseys on in the parking garage and walking no, that, over. That no, no, I'm talking about in the seats. Why in, doesn't it count? They're not wearing it in the Chapman, car. Chapman. It doesn't count because they're not in the arena. Yeah. What I just, Darren is talking about is you walk into the arena holding your jersey. No, I, I have not seen and that. Then you, and then before you sit down in your seat, you say, hey, this is when I'm going to put my jersey on. No, I, I, I've seen the parking garage. I haven't seen anybody put it on in the arena. So, the no, I'm, I'm not one up same. you. It is uncomfortable to wear jerseys in the car. Really? Really? Yeah, with, I've never. Like when, yeah, with like, authentic jerseys with it with the oh, numbers the tie down? on. Yeah, yeah but that. mine's always uh, tied down into my belt loop. Just in case, like I get into a scrap. Get into a scrap. Well, that's understandable. Way. A lot yeah. of people could could. There are a lot of people that want to fight you. Yeah. So I get it. Really, including me and Ryan. Yeah. Like how? Like I don't want to fight you. How many people do you think really want to go at me? Oh. Some people really? may be a little bit annoyed at times. I'm, like, I'm uh, saying. And, and Lawless, Chapman, and Wallace don't count. Oh well, that. Well, I don't. I don't want to fight you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to fight you. Um. You know, I. <laughs> well, Lawless has already beaten you up. Okay. There's been a few stories that you've told me, so I, I would I would set the the, the over under at like three and a half. Like Stephanie likes me, Rita likes me, Chip the goalie seems to like me. Chip Terry loves me. Yeah. Terry loves me. Terry Terry loves life. Terry loves life. <laughs> he I I want to be uh, able to live live one day the way Terry lives. I just want to experience one day in Terry's world. Yeah. Uh, Frederick Anderson of the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, played half a game the other day. Yep. Coming back from injury. Yep. Uh, they decided maybe maybe we'll play you another game in the American Hockey League. He played one half game in the American Hockey League, and they're going to let him do uh, do it again. Sounds like this time he's going to play the full game. I think that makes a lot of sense. Is that a bad thing or uh, playing it playing it safe? I, I I think you play it safe like. I don't know that it's a bad thing. He, by all accounts, seemed to settle in after a, a shaky start. I think he allowed two goals on his first five shots, settled in, didn't allow anything the rest of the way, pulled midway through the second period. Like, if I'm the Toronto Maple Leafs. that was Leafs, planned, right, to take him out halfway Yeah, yeah that, was, that was the plan. I, if I'm the Maple Leafs, I want to see him play a full 60 before bringing him back up to, to, to play with the big club. Here there's some uneasiness. Up there with the uh, with the goaltending, I would imagine there's, there's so. a few teams right now. Pittsburgh, yep. Washington, yep. The Toronto Maple Leafs, yep. All with uh, some some question marks swirling around the uh, the postseason as it approaches. So we have a great one coming up tonight: St. Louis Blues against the Vegas Golden Knights. The pregame show coming up on the BGK Radio Network on Fox Sports Las Vegas at the top of the hour with Ryan Wallace. But final thoughts next, plus catching up with Chapman on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. 
working our way towards the pregame show coming up at the top of the clock in the Fox Sports Radio Network and the VGK Radio Network. Uh, we got some lineup news uh, coming in tonight regarding the St. Louis Blues and what they are going to send out against the Golden Knights. Yeah, so it's interesting because we, we have talked about the, the Blues kind of returning to health, and while that is mostly true tonight it's going to be a little bit different for st louis vladimir tarasenko made the trip will not play tonight sammy blade did not make the trip so he's out tory krug won't play tonight but he's close and vince dunn not close will not play tonight that's from jeremy rutherford who does a great job covering the blues for the athletic you know tarasenko is the one surprise there yeah the others uh, have uh, been swirling in uh, and around uh, being uh, available but Tarasenko not being uh, in the lineup uh, will impact uh, what has been a lethal power play. Since the Golden Knights beat them and the, the St. Louis Blues righted their ship and have gone on uh, this run of points in 10 of the last 13, the power play has been the determining factor uh, to, the, to the turnaround. Now Hoffman's still in the lineup and, and they still have uh, some, some dangerous players. Uh, the top line remains the same, uh, but that uh, Tarasenko absence uh, will, will hurt them a little bit. Yeah, 100%. Uh, let's catch up with Chapman before we offer our final thoughts going into this one at T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, um, I, I talk a lot about how proud I am of my son, and I brag that he's much more intelligent at 13 years old than I am at almost 42. Uh, so he was accepted into the National Junior Honor Society. Nice. And I, I feel bad because, well... You had to Google what that is? I still haven't Googled what it is, but I know that it's not something I ever would have even have been close to being a part of. I, I, I kind of joked with him this morning. I was I would have been in the president of the National Screw-Up Society. Wow. But, but uh, yeah, he, he, he was, uh, aside from speaking three languages, two of them fluently, being in the Las Vegas Youth Orchestra, he's now in the National Junior Honor Society, and I have... No idea what that means. I just know that it's something kind of cool that he'll be able to put on college applications. But, uh, yeah, I I am a bad father, apparently, because I, I don't know what that is. Okay, well, when did this happen? Like, when did this you morning. find out about this? morning. It happened this morning. My, my ex-wife, his, his mother, texted me and said that okay. I, I know it cost me $45. Other than that, I, 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 I don't really know. Oh, no. Oh, no. So this morning, so we're, we're looking at like six, seven hours ago at least. It cost uh, me $45? Yeah, yeah, because I At I any point in the last six or seven <laughs> hours, did you have Wi-Fi? Yes, and I, I do. Yeah, she. so she texted me at uh, 7.54 this morning and okay. told me. So yeah. you, 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 didn't, you didn't feel the urge to try and figure out uh, or check it out what it is? <laughs> like no, there's people not. that are listening to the program that have done that and been able to uh, determine what it, what it is. Listen, Darren, <laughs> it cost him $45. I, what more do you want him to yeah. know? You she, know what? She told me, yeah, you, you got to write a check. I was like, okay. Yeah, you know what? I can feel how proud you are <laughs> just seeping through the the headset right now. Yeah, it, it, it's cool. He's got lofty goals. No, and, I'm being and, sarcastic. No, I know. <laughs> I know you are. Like you didn't even take the time to check it out. You go on this big, this big platform Honor of, Society? of our show, and and announcing this, which is beautiful and wonderful, and yes. I, to I think it's amazing. But then you admit that you don't even bother to check out what he's accomplished. Well, I haven't. I, I just haven't gotten around to it yet. So you had eight hours. <laughs> he's very busy with our yeah. show. Yes. <laughs> I had to think about what I was going to have for lunch, and like, what if it's a bad thing? 
Well, I know it's not a bad thing. I think you're assuming that the National Honor Society is a good thing. National Junior, yeah, because he's, he's in uh, junior high school. But, yeah. But you I, don't really know. No, I have no idea. You are a piece of work. I will I will Google it after the show ends. I, I don't I don't need to know anything more than than what just happened. Forty five dollars. Yeah. Forty five dollars. Can you write a what check? Now now if you Google it, one more question on this. If you Google it and it's not up to snuff, will you refuse to write the check? I already did. It's already it's already gone. Post dated, post dated, out of state, double endorsed. <laughs> I should, right? <laughs> yeah, it's from the Fortress of Solitude. Uh, thanks, Chappy. How much time do we have left? Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. St. Louis, Vegas. Six-game winning streak. That's what happens if they win tonight. Trying to hold on to that four-point lead uh, over the Colorado Avalanche. I'm looking forward to this one. Me too. Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be a rough one, but a fun one. We'll see what the intensity is like. Uh, the pregame show is coming up next on the Fox Sports Radio Network.